there, and welcome to Trashy Divorces Midweek Trashy Breakups. My name is Stacy. Hey, y'all, I'm Alicia. We're coming back. This is the closer of Trashy Breakups for season 11. I wasn't going to leave you hanging. No, no. You did part one of this two weeks ago. and I did. Warren Beatty part two coming up. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it better. He'll apparently charm the pants off of you or something. You covered a specific set of years uh, in that. And so now we're going to pick up to, I guess, where he ends up with the net binning. Correct. 1971-ish, okay. 72-3-ish to about 1992 okay. in this episode. A couple decades in the life of. But we are using the song Nobody Does It Better by the lovely one and only goddess, Carly Simon. Okay. I'm using that this week because, I mean, Warren Beatty, Nobody Does It Better, but also Nobody Does It Better is one of my parents' love songs. Mm-hmm. And we are celebrating both of their birthdays this week. We are. Happy birthday. So happy birthday, mom and dad. Nobody does it better. Nobody did it better than the Lothario of Hollywood, Warren Beatty, until he finally gets hitched to Annette Bening in 92. So we have about 20 or so years to cover. A lot of territory. Let us begin. (laughs) Again, a whole big field of wild oats in need of sowing, apparently. Let's go ahead and talk about Michelle Phillips coming in hot first, even while Warren is still dating Julie Christie. So Michelle Phillips is going to meet Warren many moons before they get together. They meet actually in late 1967. Michelle is preparing the nursery for her soon to be born daughter, China Phillips with Mm -hmm. John Phillips. China's born February 1968. So at the time, Michelle and John are living in Bel Air they're having parties with a lot of different people, not just the Laurel Canyon crowd, but the Bel Air crowd, the Hollywood crowd. There's a, a bunch of people there. I'll let Michelle tell it about their first meeting. Everyone came. Ryan O'Neill, Marlon Brando, Mia Farrow, Peter Sellers, even Zsa, Zsa Gabor. One night I had to ask Warren Beatty to leave the house because he was screwing some girl in the nursery. <laughs> the one they're preparing for yes. their daughter's Yes, birth. for their Incoming child, yes. So okay. good? I I don't know. Okay, it gets worse. So I'm taking this from Vanity Fair. Again, all sources that we use are always going to be listed for you at TrashyDivorces.com. Warren and Michelle are going to get back together. She and John Phillips divorce. And she is a single mom trying to support her kid. And she's looking to be an extra in the party scene in Warren Beatty's new movie, Shampoo. So she will say, this is from a Vanity Fair article. After doing the scene, she says, I went into the trailer not to start up a romance, just to say hello. Because remember the last time she saw him, he was fucking someone Mm. in her soon-to-be nursery. Right. The party boy she'd evicted from China's nursery now looked considerably more appealing. Betty was still with Julie Christie. She had worn wrapped around her finger, says Michelle. He adored her. Because she really didn't go for the big-time movie star thing. Julie was so cool, so beyond the Hollywood scene. He took Julie and me to the shampoo wrap party. Julie Christie will happily move on. Michelle will then move in with Warren Beatty. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, part of her getting to move in with Warren Beatty is her dumping Jack Nicholson to get with Warren Beatty. Whoa, there's a lot of trading spaces between Jack Nicholson and Warren Beatty that we're, Jack's coming up. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you know if they, do they have a feud over this sort of thing or is this just 
Jack Nicholson and Michelle Phillips? No, uh, Jack Nicholson and Warren Beatty. Oh, we're going to... Okay. It is a All right. soon to be covered trashy story. Of the relationship with Julie Christie, Warren Beatty will say it was very respectful. When she and her husband come to Los Angeles, they stay in our guest house now. We're very close and she's a remarkable person. We got a lot more to cover about Michelle Phillips. Again, Jack Nicholson too. It's not the episode for that, but I am going to wrap up here with Michelle. This is from an article, Vanity Fair, California Dream Girl. Michelle will say Warren was the one, capital T, capital O. I was madly in love with him, she'll admit. Michelle's friend Tamar, who some of you may know, that's a different trashy story for a different day. There's spider webs all over this. Tamar says, she had diamonds in her eyes when she was with Warren. I'd never seen Michelle so happy. Apparently, Warren was a good stepfather figure to China. Says Michelle, he helped her with her homework. He talked to her. He's notorious for talking. But Michelle bumped up against his passive aggressiveness. I wanted to have another child and we talked about marriage a lot. But he was very noncommittal. She pauses. Warren is an old-fashioned man, she allows. Michelle believes Warren would have married her if she found herself pregnant. But whatever else Michelle had done, luring a man into marriage through an intentional, accidental pregnancy mm-hmm. was not her style. Good. I never pressured him to marry me. I waited for him to ask. He didn't. And despite his carrot dangling talk about they're doing a movie together, she says no movie materialized. Hmm. Michelle will continue. I couldn't live under the same roof with him. We were fighting all the time. Michelle says she fell off the couch laughing years later when she watched Beatty tell Barbara Walters words to the effect of, they broke up with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That, she says, is what Warren makes his women do. Mm -hmm. According to Michelle, Warren didn't want me to act. He wanted me to be with him all the time. When I told him I was going to do Valentina, which would mean six months of filming, he said, well, that's probably the end of our relationship. Yikes. I know. After she finished the movie, they'll break up. On the rebound, Michelle Phillips will marry radio executive Bob Birch in 1978. She'll say, I threw myself at him as I tend to do. Michelle does have some last words on Warren. I love Annette Benning and I pray for her every day. <laughs> she can manage that guy and I never could. He drove me nuts. Well, and in the earlier, in part one, I mean... Warren Beatty would call early girlfriends 36 times a day when oh, they exactly. were... Exactly. Like, right, okay. Yeah. So he he's a little needy, maybe Perhaps. a little controlling. Okay. Well, Michelle will spend a lot of years in therapy to yeah. process Warren Beatty, and I can see why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michelle, I'm going to leave you right here on the Trashy Divorces Depot for now, but you have a return ticket already booked coming in season 12. Right. Let us continue. Judy Carn, the socket to me girl from Laughing, hmm. makes a brief appearance. But then there's another Laughing girl that Warren is looking to. Perhaps you know of her, Goldie Hawn. Hmm. Goldie will refer to their affair as a, <laughs> they shared a moment together. <laughs> but it was like way more than a moment. The two first meet in 1971 on the set of a movie called Dollars. And Goldie's really nervous about meeting him. She says he was so handsome that I didn't know if my eyes would burn inside my head if I looked at him long enough. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, that's 
how people talked about Elizabeth Taylor. As we well. got a wonderful review from a listener who talked about her mom meeting Warren Beatty and just how absolutely charming he was. I've got a great quote in here a little bit later that will sort of tell you. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost very much that same Jacqueline Kennedy captures you when you are the most important person in the room sort of thing that Warren has for the charming the pants off the mm-hmm. people. Okay, but Goldie and Warren carry on. Now, Goldie at this time is married to her first husband. Bill Hudson, hubby number two, isn't going to happen until 1976. But from Bill Hudson's point of view, he says Goldie cheated on him when they were married with Warren Beatty. So we're taking this from 71 all the way through. Goldie at some point meets Warren's parents. It is hard to pin down exactly how long this went on and like when and for what time period. Sure. But Goldie like many others, fell under his spell. Mm -hmm. Because he's a warlock. (laughs) You shall not pass. (laughs) All right. All right, Gandalf. Let's go. Moving along. Let's talk about some of the leading ladies of the 70s. Warren knows them all. Yeah. He has a brief thing with Candace Bergen. Mm -hmm. She says that he was a really romantic partner. She says he was romantic and very kind to her. There was a particular long flight that she was really nervous to take. So he came to the airport and boarded that, bought a ticket, boarded that plane with her to hold her hand all the way over on that flight and got off the flight and flew back home. That's kind of nice. That's Yeah, that's yeah. actually extremely generous. Wouldn't be the 70s if we didn't mention a Charlie's Angel. Oh, Kate Jackson. I love her. (laughs) Sabrina Duncan on Charlie's Angels. Kate Jackson is also part of Warren's I Spy game. He apparently is sitting around on a Friday night watching Charlie's Angels, and he's like, whoa, that Kate Jackson. I'm going to call her up and ask her out on a date. And he does. She's like, okay, sure. Not a long-term thing, but an angel is always worth a mention. I mean, can't wait for the Three's Company reference. (laughs) Moving along to another previous Trashy Divorces alum, Melanie Griffith. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a, I don't even know what, rhombus, I don't even know what kind of geometric wizardry is happening here. But not only will Michelle Phillips date both Warren Beatty and Jack Nicholson, so will Melanie Griffith. Hmm. And she had been married to Don Johnson at this point? I don't think she and Don Johnson have been married. No, they're about... Warren's the guy that you get on the rebound or you date before you get married. Gotcha. That's Warren Beatty. They have a little fling, Warren and Michelle do, but if you're just going to little fling it, you might as well go ahead and step it up with Raquel Welch, because that's who's next. Raquel will say about their romance, it was just Warren. He's been with everyone. Everything (laughs) that moves in a skirt, I think. He's a famous Lothario. Yep. Yep, yep. As we continue through the 70s here, Warren has a thing with Amon. This one is confirmed by no less than Andy Warhol. Through his diary entry from January 31st, 1977. Apparently, everybody is at a disco and nightclub in New York City called Regine's. And Andy Warhol will spot Jack Nicholson and Warren Beatty that night. 
and he will remark that Andy Warhol, that both are looking a little older and heavier. Andy Warhol will also add that Warren was dating Amon, the black model, previous to her marriage to David Bowie, I was I'm pretty say, sure. Yeah. Okay. Not to be outdone. Warren has been trying for Diana Ross, like, since the beginning of the 60s. They are a quick item in the 1970s as well. All right. I feel like we're <laughs> disco now. We're moving to the end of the 70s. We're uh, getting sped up. Let's uh, have a little love in our trashy hearts here in the late 70s for Mary Tyler Moore. Mm. Wow. Warren and Mary Tyler Moore date for a little while at the tail end of the 70s. And it's super convenient for Warren because Mary Tyler Moore and Diane Keaton live in opposite towers of the San Remo building. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Did he and, have a little commute there? Yeah. yeah and Warren is going to bounce between the two of them. Pretty happy for a hot minute. Okay. And it is here. I'm guessing they did not know that he had a bit of a commute going on. Uh, Diane Keaton's going to find out about Mm -hmm. it when we get back from taking a quick moment, taking a quick breath. Sure. To hear from our sponsors this week. Mm -hmm. When we come back, we're going to wrap out 1979 and head into the fabulous 80s. (laughs) You've heard of turn on, tune in, and drop out. Probably not like this. Inner Dipsy an audio app full of short, sexy stories where you can get lost in a world where your pleasure gets top billing. So much of what passes for erotica in the world are products for women's bodies. Dipsy knows that a woman's arousal starts in our brains. Dipsy is a beautifully designed app where you'll find hundreds of well-crafted erotic stories for every taste, including queer and non-binary focused tales. Dipsy's stories are fully soundscaped and immersive, so you feel like you're right there in the thick of things, which is kind of the dream, right? Since you're already a podcast listener, there's no learning curve. Just download the app, create your account, and explore everything from sensual bedtime stories to wellness sessions to soundscapes that can help you relax and drift off to sleep. Dipsy will ask what type of stories you're looking for, how steamy you want them to be, and let you choose some scenario prompts and the rest is between you and your headphones. Whether you're single or have been together for years, Dipsy is the perfect way to add some spice to your life and maybe help you find some new grooves, too. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com trashy. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, dipsystories.com trashy. Dipsystories.com slash trashy. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. 
When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so tell me how Diane Keaton busted Ooh. her commuter boyfriend. All right. When it comes to tabloid spectacle, oh, no. the romance with Diane Keaton and Warren Beatty was the headline. Now, Warren is going to fall for Diane after seeing her in Annie Hall in 1971. It will take another decade for Warren to actually work with Diane Keaton. They will work together in the 1981 film Reds. It is the three and a half hour tour de force about American communist John Reed. Saw it a million years ago, yeah. Warren stars in it. He directs it. Diane Keaton stars as his lover, Louise Bryant. John Reed's lover, Louise Bryant. And uh, they're hot and heavy through the filming, but they are not together by the time Red's premieres and opens because Diane Keaton, you know, just taking in the sun, doing a little stretch, drinking her morning coffee, spots Warren Beatty a few floors down in Mary Tyler Moore's apartment across the... Oh my God, across mm, the courtyard or whatever. mm -hmm. At the Arconia. At the Arconia. (laughs) So, I mean, like 1979, Diane Keaton has finally split from Woody Allen. Warren Beatty sees his chance. It's hot and heavy. And the thing that Diane Keaton, I have a fantastic article that Dominic Dunn interviews her. And the one topic, this is in the early 80s, that is off limits, is Warren Beatty. Hmm. We're going to talk about it in Dunn and Dunn in the future. But she is talking about him now. I have a 2016 piece where she was interviewed by Variety. And Diane Keaton has nothing but glow up things to say about Warren. Hmm. Variety will ask her, what makes Warren Beatty such a unique figure? Diane Keaton will say, the first time I saw Warren was in Splendor in the Grass in 1961. I mean, come on. He was, I mean, to die for. A dream. I mean, Bonnie and Clyde, come on. Mm -hmm. And not only was he beautiful, gorgeous, and sexy, and captivating, and mysterious, and a great movie star, but he was also an unbelievable producer and director, or is rather, is also known as an unbelievable director and producer. All of this is just so unique. The interview goes on, but the interviewer will, I love the way they rap here. Why is nearly everyone charmed by Warren Beatty? Diane Keaton will answer. And I think this sums it up. He is curious about everyone. He is so seductive in that regard. He makes you feel like you are the only one, the person that matters. 
and that you are just absolutely fascinating, you know? And it's with everyone across the board. He just has this presence. They're still very charmed by each other. Warren Beatty will say about Diane Keaton, I love her. She's a combination of integrity and humor and intelligence and fairness. And did I say beauty? A brilliant comedic sense. I mean, I love... Growing old or not up? I love both sides of that. Yeah. That's that's All wonderful. Right. That that's a that would be a good way to It was funny, like post breakup when Dunn interviews her in the early nineteen eighties, right. she's like, This topic we are not nope. <laughs> this is the one thing you can't ask me about. Yeah. But apparently in the fullness of time Did she feud with Mary Tyler Moore? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I do not have that information. <sighs> All right, continuing on with the fabulous eighties. Got a few newscasters. Warren Beatty is going to date Connie Chung before her 1984 marriage to Maury Povich. Interesting. Warren's her, like, first famous boyfriend. Okay. So do it before you're married, sure. I guess. Sure. Next up, Diane Sawyer. Mm. This is 1984 or so. Diane, smart cookie, though, is going to friend zone Warren pretty quick. She sees through his uh, Playboy games. She's he's intelligent and a wonderful man and, and a very good friend. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Not what he wants to hear, I'm sure. It is not the 1980s without a little bit of, what would we do, baby, without us family ties? Uh, Warren Beatty is going to have a little fling with Justine Bateman. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's an age difference there, yeah. Everyone's favorite sister, Mallory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, just a little fun little, fun little fact here. Justine and her actor brother, Jason Bateman, at the time, are known collectively in Hollywood as the Bateman Brats. (laughs) And maybe at least at that time, are the next most famous pair of siblings next to Warren, Beatty, and Shirley MacLaine. Hmm. All right. It's not the 80s unless you're dating a model. Probably a model who's been on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Gotcha. Got a few of these. Let's see. Like, again, Warren's the guy that you rebound with or the last guy you date before you get married. Stephanie Seymour is up first. This is a rebound. She will date Warren post her trashy divorce from guitarist Tommy Andrews. She'll boot Warren to the curb. But Warren Beatty likes the models. We got two more romances with models happening here through the late 80s. Very beginning of the early 90s. Elle McPherson. Mm -hmm. Also Carol Alt. Okay. Got a few more reported liaisons. Brief. Maybe not even at all. Before we roll into the material girl. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Oh, okay. it's, all, it's all coming back to you, uh-huh, right? Yes. All right. There's an acclaimed French actress, Isabelle Ajani. She and Warren are involved in the late 80s, right before Isabelle begins her romance with Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, Barbara Streisand, apparently on the list, too. Previous TD alum, Kathy Griffin, her memoir will recall an awkward evening when Warren Beatty jests about Barbara Streisand getting handsy with him in the back seat of a car years ago. Hmm. Barbara just kept saying no, Warren. While Streisand may casually dismiss their history, she has validated it, saying that, yes, he was one of her flings. This is pre-marriage to not Josh Groban. (laughs) (laughs) Um, starts with an E. 
Brolin, James Brolin. Oh, James, that yeah. doesn't. It's not... <laughs> not, not Josh Groban. Not Gould. Not Elliot Gould. No, that was her husband. Sorry, we'll cut all that That was out. her early... There are a few interesting reported possible liaisons here. This is six degrees of speculation. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Jacqueline Kennedy hmm. is rumored to have had a little bit of a fling to get back at her husband, Jack, for his philandering. I wouldn't. That would not surprise me in the least. Oh, my favorite. Perhaps Princess Margaret. Also would not surprise me in the least. Well, like Princess Margaret in the 60s is dishing around Hollywood. Like Dominic Dunn loves to take pictures of her at private parties that he's attending. And every one of them, she's shooting just Just daggers daggers at him for taking her picture in such a casual setting. Did she get away with having all of the dinnertime rules when she was in Los Angeles that she could get away with in England? I... (laughs) Not sure. No one could eat before she did. And oh, there was she, a lot of rules. When she yeah. stopped eating, everyone else had, had to. Stop. to. And, and so if she, she would, didn't like the dish, nobody else could eat the dish. She would just eat like two bites just to screw with everybody at the table. Like, and send, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully in LA, no one cared about that. Whether Warren and Princess Margaret had a thing. Oh, like, come on. I can't see Princess Cougar Town with her own private sex island saying no but, to right? Warren Beatty, but. Alas. We can't confirm it happened, but it happened. (laughs) There's one final longer-term lady that happens before Annette Bening comes along, but even that's not really true. Annette Bening is already on Warren Beatty's radar. He wants Annette originally for Dick Tracy. He is all kinds of excited to see her audition. He digs everything that is happening with her. However, before her audition... Her ex-lover has a problem in New York, and Annette Bening goes off to help him. And so she doesn't make the audition. But this just, sorry, Warren Beatty, I got something else to do that's more Mm. important. This impresses Warren. Now, maybe just Annette Bening's agent was like, don't go to that audition. He's just going to hit on you. But we'll never know that part. Well, and Dick Tracy ended up being a little bit of a catastrophe, right? Oh, so much. Yeah, okay. But d- the part in Dick Tracy does go to Madonna. Madonna. Mm-hmm. So Warren and Madonna carry on for like 15 months or so, definitely during the filming of Dick Tracy and the promotion for it. This is like 1991. Warren Beatty will say about Madonna, she is a phenomenon. She will say he was an incredible lover. He will call her buzz bomb. She will call him old man. Oh, my God. She also, in 1991, will teach Warren Beatty about safe sex. Mm. That's good. 1991 is really the last romping year that Warren's going to have. Because along comes Annette Benning. Warren says it was love at first sight. Warren tells Barry Levinson when meeting her on the set of Bugsy, I want to marry her. Falling in love with her took about 10 minutes, maybe five. I was so elated to meet her, and yet, at the same time, I began to mourn the passing of a way of life. Like, I guess it's that when you know, you know. Right. Because after 40 years of fucking around in Hollywood, man, he meets Annette Bening and he knows. Mm -hmm. Warren will say that they stay platonic through the shooting of Bugsy. Again, he's like dating Madonna, too, at this point. He'll say, I wasn't trying to avoid marriage. I was trying to avoid divorce. Mm. I had no doubt that when I met Annette, that it was time to get married. That's fascinating. 
So the 22-year age difference between the lovers, no matter. They get married in a secret ceremony, March the 3rd, 1992. They have a blissful week where they're married and no one knows. Hmm. They don't announce it until March the 12th. I have to think that everyone in her life was like, Annette, are you sure about this? A lot of people, she will talk about that because she's married Hollywood's most famous bachelor. Oh yeah, he spent 30 years building this mystique. Her sisters, her friends are Mm -hmm. all like, Annette, really? Yeah. What? This is going to go terribly. (laughs) But the two of them have four kids. Yep. She's done a movie a year. They keep their private life really private. It appears that Annette Benning has soothed the Eternal Bachelor, wizarded him down a little bit in her own special magic, rooting for these two. It's It'll be 30 years next year. I mean, yeah, at this point, I think rooting for them is pointless. Like, they've, they've gone the distance. They've gone the distance. They definitely have had, you know, it's 30 marital years. ups and yeah, downs, yeah, but yeah. it's 30 years next year. Mm-hmm. Like, who would have thought? Congre- yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That three plus decades of trashy breakups would get you to a three decade trashy mm. marriage. Yeah, so, good on both of them. Mazel. <laughs> That's Warren Betty part two, babe. Do you know if they signed a prenup? I do not know. God, I can. I have to imagine that they did and that there are significant penalties on him for cheating. I don't think we'll be covering them on trashy divorces. So I would not have that information. I hope we don't. Because yeah, it... I've always kind of liked that story that, I mean, he was with everybody and then he he met her and that was, that was it. That was it. She was the one. When you know, you know. It took me less than five minutes to like confirm Bachelor. It took me less than five minutes. I began to mourn the way of life I was no longer going to have, but I wanted that more. Yep. I love Annette Bening. She's Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I also love Diane Keaton. I love a lot of people that you've mentioned uh, along along. Apparently, his, Warren Beatty did too. Along his flight path, <laughs> <laughs> Trash Pandas. That's the end of Trashy Breakups on season eleven. But we'll be back with more in season twelve. Don't you worry. Oh, so many more Trashy Breakups in season twelve. People keep breaking up. <laughs> it's it's endless. We will also see you again on Sunday with the season eleven finale of. Sunday's Trashy Divorces. We're going to be taking a week in between season 11 and season 12, but don't worry. You can always find us on Patreon. That is a nonstop operation. If you are looking for early and ad-free episode drops or more trashy content, just this week we have Dumpster Dive. Ooh, we did a spoilers for Only Murders in the oh, Building. we are so into Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Ugh. Our friend Andrew is coming back with mm-hmm. the stupid Stewarts. We're looking at the trashy Victorians, too. Always something shaken over on Patreon. A lot like Warren Beatty's dating life. <laughs> if you want to check out some free episodes on Patreon, where do we send the people, Stacy? We send them to bit.ly slash Trash candy, just plug that into any old browser. And we'll we'll see if we can get those refreshed out this week and kind of geared up for season 12 as well. Mm-hmm. And I do have one other thing. I have a surprise magic mirror right here underneath me. Look at my wizardry. Mm-hmm. Who do I spy in the magic mirror this week? Let it spin around. There's only one person today celebrating her amazing birthday, our trash panda, Kimberly W. Mm. Happy birthday. Miss Kimberly, I see you in the magic mirror this week. 
I see you and all your big magic, and I can't wait to see what an incredible year you are going to have. Absolutely. Big love from TDHQ. And we are grateful for your friendship. You deserve all the good things this year. Mm-hmm. Hey, it is the 21st. We're recording this on the 21st of September, so we got to go sing Earth, Wind, and Fire now. Okay. September. Right. Like we do every year. Like we do every date. year. Mm-hmm. And this year, we're going to do a dance-off for Kimberly W. It's going to be amazing. Perfect. Hey, thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. Big love to you. See you Sunday. And until we see you Sunday, keep your hands clean. Keep your hearts very trashy. Decades of trashiness. Splendor in the trashiness. <laughs> if you don't know how, just ask Warren Beatty. No kidding. <laughs> Bye, y'all. See you Sunday. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there. And thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.